this may have worked. You know, there's something to not overcomplicating things. And just on a random whim, I think I learned that tonight. Hello. Hello, and welcome back, dear skeleton crew, to another episode of Radnorock. And more specifically, another episode of Skeleton Crew Fight Club. Well, we're just going to duke it out. Maybe not. You know. I don't... That <sighs> We're not going to duke it out. That makes no sense to a podcast. Um, so, once upon a time, I had the intention of uh, adding a video element to the podcast. And I think I overcomplicated it. I thought I was trying to really do it in a very simple manner. The simplest manner where I felt the outcome would be good enough. And I overcomplicated it. Especially for the run and gun kind of guerrilla production style that I'm currently operating with. Having a thousand people in my home. Mostly children. There's another one coming. Oh, there's another one coming. We are expecting our latest bouncing baby boy any day now. And uh, yeah, so with that being said, it's 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 challenging already to find opportunities to record and a lot of times the energy to be honest with you but i've i've been okay i've been okay at making it happen and with you know boy number 4 just around the corner uh it's it's going to be more challenging and exhausting but that'll you know that for anyone who's a parent out there it passes you know what i mean like you get it i mean if you're a parent that's past the newborn stage uh it passes it passes and you find a new rhythm to life and it's just you work with what you got and you get good at working with what you got Maybe I should move this microphone a little bit. Anyhow, um, I've gotten pretty good at working with what I got. And I'll get good again at working with what I'll have. And this is a game changer. <laughs> so with number four, baby boy on the way, uh, having multiple nights to 
do commentaries and a podcast. It's going to be real hit or miss. So to not neglect a video component to what we do here at Leo Legacy, uh, I've had I've had to evolve. And in this evolution, wherein <clears throat> so since I may not have the opportunity to work multiple nights recording commentaries or a podcast, uh, I'm 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 having to consolidate what I do <clears throat> into uh, a, a bit of time that I can guarantee with my wife where, you know, she may go to, uh, go lie down with right now Maverick, our current youngest. Um, he, he's lived his whole life going to sleep at night with one or both his mother and I next to him. And that becomes dangerous because that becomes routine. And the nights where he doesn't feel like going to sleep, uh, become long. (laughs) And then the nights where he goes to sleep quickly, everything works out and life is rainbows and lollipops. But then there's that weird dark, the dark Goldilocks zone right in between the two where he takes just long enough to go to sleep to where you fall asleep. And then anything you had planned on doing after getting the kids to bed goes away. It goes away. And, and then you just, you know, you take the loss and move on. Uh, so my wife and I switch off doing that. Like if she has to edit photos or whatnot, I'll lay down with Maverick. If I need to, you know, recording or whatnot, uh, she'll lay down with Maverick. And we, we've been, we've been, uh, pretty in sync with that. I don't know where this tangent went or where it started more so. Um, yeah. Anyway, I guess I was trying to get at the, having another baby, another little, 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 uh, it, yeah, it's going to be interesting. It's going to be interesting finding a new rhythm, but we'll make it work and we'll find, I'll find, I'll find a time and an opportunity to do this. And I will, I will do maybe not as much as I was doing, but of equal caliber and quality. Though you may feel like there's no quality to what I do and that's fine. And it's going to be the same. (laughs) It's not going to be much different. Uh, It's already been put in motion. For those of you who follow the podcast or, you know, the video streaming channels and whatnot, or just the website, uh, you will have noticed that I've started something called 
what do I call it? Cringe cinema commentaries where it's something I used to do or I did a, a few times in the past where I do commentary kind of like the cartoon commentaries where I record my voice over on top of the footage, the visuals. Uh, yeah. So it's right there. Uh, it's not like the watch along where you sync the podcast to what we're watching. No, I record just over the content itself and doing classic cartoon commentaries. I I've been trying to get them out multiple times throughout the week and I've been able to do pretty like I'm I'm satisfied with what I did and I would interweave those with vlog and Terry's and yeah it was it worked out worked out real well um but yeah the rhythm I got into doing that is going to change and to change with it um so I would record commentaries and vlogentaries one night and another night I would record the podcast. So I would, I would utilize two nights after the family has gone to bed. Well, I'm anticipating kind of really at best scoring a night to do it. And that's not to say like my wife won't be giving me opportunity to do it. It's just that, uh, when she does, I, I gotta be in the mood to do it because <laughs> you know what I mean? Like sometimes I'm just tired and I'm doing MMA now and it's just like, I don't know. I do, I do the, I, I train on the same days that I would record. So I'm pretty tired by the end of the day, <laughs> like significantly tired. Uh, but I'm not making excuses before no I'm I'm not because I've already done it I've already done it so anyway back to the point classic cartoon commentaries out multiple times a week <clears throat> separate from a podcast well cringe cinema commentaries are doubling as both content for video platforms by providing commentary like the cartoon commentaries just over the movie itself it's a movie cinema it's a full-length feature film and i'm doing commentary on that so ideally ideally uh weekly would be the goal and every week there would be you know there'd be like a movie of the week and the podcast would correlate so if you didn't care to watch the movie and you, but you still wanted to listen to the commentary well then just like the watch alongs you can do that on the podcast platforms uh so it doubles up it's kind of like a watch along or if you do want to watch you utilize it as a watch along you still can cuz uh i did the the 3 2 1 go countdown which i got to perfect that and i think i have actually uh, maybe. Anyway, um, where was I going with that? Anyhow, yes. So, yeah, weekly movie uh, doubles kind of as a watch-along podcast. So there's the podcast and video content both being satisfied. 
through one session of recording. So that's what the future's looking like. And now with this, finally figuring this out, uh, Skeleton Crew Fight Club episodes can have video content too. So maybe it won't be a movie every week. Maybe it'll be more Fight Club episodes because I don't have enough footage like this or content like this. And I kind of feel like this is important. That's important in this day and age. Uh, before, and, and this is, this is honestly like the least amount of effort I've ever put into anything. <laughs> like, and had I figured out it was this easy up front, I would have, I would have done this a while ago, but Hey, Hey, it's okay. It's okay. Um, now the trick will be to, to get used to editing on my laptop, which I'm not used to doing, but honestly, I don't think I'd, it would be beneficial if I figured that out. It would be actually mightily beneficial to, to get in the habit of doing that. Um, yeah. Oh, we're going to figure that out. <clears throat> I got scared. I thought I, I thought I paused the video recording, but I didn't. I didn't. Yeah. The last few times I tried to do video recording with the podcast, uh, it just, it just didn't work. It just didn't work. One of the times, like I couldn't transfer the footage to save my life. Like it just wouldn't work every way that I tried. I'm sure I didn't try every way, but every way I tried, it didn't work. So I got frustrated and gave up and that was put in the trash and lost to the ether. I, uh, tried another time and then my I tried to use my phone as a camera once to further simplify things and no that didn't that didn't work um, actually that was the same time I couldn't transfer the footage off my phone for to save my life for some reason like every time the transfer would fail uh, and then when I was using like cameras you know what I mean like DSLRs uh, yeah I don't know I don't know what happened that time like the camera just stopped recording and I didn't have like the little like view screen turned to me to see that it stopped. So I didn't, I didn't get to figure that out until after believing I had completed successfully completed an episode. And, um, that was a very disappointing reality as well. Uh, so ultimately now, I'm doing it like this. And this is by far the most easy option that I've ever tried. But that's not true because I used to do this at my desktop as well back in the day. And it worked out then. But I, th I think it's a little bit better now. Anyway, so that's all that. That's all. That's all that. Oh, when I was saying that I had, I had already put into motion doing uh, the cringe cinema commentaries. Yeah, there's one already up It's for Plan 9 from Outer Space. The Ed Wood smash hit. <laughs> no, 
Far from it. But a cult classic of the most, uh, it's one of the most iconic cult, like, favorite films. It, it is the movie for being so bad it's good. It is that movie. It's the movie where they, he literally did model UFOs on fishing line. Like, for real. <laughs> it was like, yes, this is how my masterpiece will be shot. And it's definitely a masterpiece um, of the cringe cinema kind. And, and for that, I'm doing just a commentary on really kind of cringy horror movies, sci-fi movies, stuff like that. So, um, and I tried, I tried with all my might to see if I could, how far the cringe cinema con commentary, uh, how far I could reach with that. And I flew too close to the sun guys. (laughs) I flew too close to the sun and got got scolded on YouTube. Didn't receive a strike or anything like that, but I tried so so plan 9 from outer space is up successfully. Public domain rock and roll. Uh I tried that with Dracula, the universal classic. And it did not go as planned. <laughs> universal Studios did not approve of me doing a commentary over the whole film and posting it to YouTube, which I get it. I understand. I wanted to roll the dice and see just how far I could take this cringe cinema commentary thing. Also, I tried to uh, sync my uh, a Snow White watch along over the film itself and kind of use the watch along and turn that into a commentary by layering, you know, the watch along on the movie itself. Cause that's the same thing. Essentially Disney did not approve. So <laughs> I was able to modify my cringe cinema commentary attempt for Dracula just into a watch along. And I've want, I was wanting to do watch alongs for the, uh, universal studios monster verse anyway so we've embarked on that journey as well uh so dracula is up let's go check out the watch along for dracula i think i can do retrospectives like this now too yeah 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 any everything now introspective retrospectives um maybe i can still kind of do commentary for the movies but in a watch along form and have like the movie pop up for 10 seconds at a time, but I don't know. We'll figure it out. Anyhow, I'm not used to being on this side of a camera. You know, the vlog and Terry's, I'm the one shooting. It's my family that you see. Cartoon commentaries, nothing. Movie commentaries, no, I'm, there's, I'm not there. So this is, I'm trying my best not to look at me. I don't know why. It looks it looks okay though. Like I'm pretty 
pretty impressed how I don't know. It just it just came to me. I knew I had to record something. I didn't know what I was going to do, and I thought I was just going to do a normal, you know, skeleton crew fight club and see if what came to mind. And I was like, hmm. Let's see. Let's see if we can we can squeeze a video out of this this lemon lemon. But yeah. <laughs> anyway, how long was that? That was like twenty minutes of how the sausage is made behind the scenes kind of stuff. Hope you like it. I liked doing the movie commentary. I liked doing the movie commentaries back back when. Some of the the two of the old movie commentaries that I did are are up there as cringe cinema. You know, I I, I lumped them in. I, it's it's old episodes, so I'm sure it sounds not as well produced or well put together. But they're up there, and the idea is identical. So why why wouldn't I batch them together? Uh, I got some good movies lined up, though. <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm going to go through the Ed Wood uh, movie vault. And then, I don't know. There's some cool ones. I, I think I want to find some, uh, what do you call those movies? Um, Chimera, is that right? Like Godzilla and all those? No. Uh, yeah, but no. Goju, go right? Goju, maybe. Probably not, but maybe. Anyway, that'd be cool to do some of those. I wonder if there's any Godzilla-esque movies that fall into the public domain. And it's not I'm not just going to stop at horror movies and sci-fi. Eventually I'll probably venture into like comedies, do some Charlie Chaplin stuff, maybe some Three Stooges if I can if I can muster that up. Without being scolded, we'll figure it out. We'll figure it out. I don't want to get too far gone in uh, <clears throat> talking more about that. But there is something else I wanted to say. I think, I think I've, I've hit a new motivation where, uh, largely in part of like calling the Skeleton Crew Fight Club, um, I resurrected a shirt. Well, not just a shirt, just a, a design, a design that I made, uh, and I've it's it's essentially Skeleton Crew Fight Club merch. Uh, it's it's the Ninja, it's the Ninja Gi tee and long sleeve. I, I designed it to like look like a gi, kinda. You know what I mean? With the big like the graphic on the back, like the patch on the the breast. I think it looks pretty cool. Um, so you can check that out just at leolegacy.com. But in doing that, it's it re it rekindled my 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 mission, my my drive to um to really just finally put pen to paper with this comic book idea that I've been sitting on and evolving. I think actually I, I, I think it's more than just finally doing it as it's more, it's more that I, I finally feel comfortable in like where, what it is, if that makes sense. And this relates to the ninja 
because it's a ninja. It's a nun. Ninja. Hit the microphone. It's a podcast. Ninja, right? Whatever. I think I, I'm hilarious, despite what you may think. Uh, <laughs> what was I going to? Ninja. Yeah. Yeah. That just it, it, it hit me back. It hit my brain. I was like, oh, yeah. Ninjas. Because I because originally that was a part of this comic book I wanted to do. And I I think I've got it to a point where the origin story of the protagonist makes sense. And it's something I'm it's it's relates to what something like a, a passion of mine, which fits this podcast as well. Uh at one point I was calling it like I was gonna call it Vatican Assassin, and then another time I wanted to call it God Particle. And ultimately, cause you know me, rat in a rock. I like I like I like to do like a play on words, you know? Nunja. Well <clears throat> the 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 general concept here is hellboyish. I guess would be the best kind of October faction, maybe, but not really. Uh, Constantine, kinda, but not really, but kinda. More Constantine, I think, actually, than uh, October faction. But Hellboyish for sure. Uh, yeah. Anyhow, so. It, the, the title <laughs> I landed on and I want to make a, I, it's a, it's just another merch design that I, I've been wanting, I've been wanting to do and I, fi- I figured out how to do it <clears throat> and it really, it plays into the story. Oh my God, it's going to be great. It's going to be great. Um, <laughs> it's called the Exorcist, <laughs> and I think I've talked about this on pod, like another podcast or something or somewhere down the line. I repeat myself a lot sometimes, uh, but the Exorcist, it's like the Exorcist, but the Exorcist, you know what I mean? So the exorcisms, they, they expel demons from a host, uh, verbally or with, uh, symbolism, symbolic items of Christianity or yeah, Christianity. Cause it's really, <clears throat> it's like uh, exorcisms are, I think are really like a Catholic thing. It, of course I was going to say it's like a Catholic original, but all of it's a Catholic original for those of you who <laughs> may, you know, you say this to non-Catholic, like Christian people, and <laughs> it really pfft, with their brains, um, <laughs> because Catholicism was the was the first one, was the original one. It's the original one. Jesus, right? He's what Christianity is based on. Well, he said to his best friend, Apostle Number One. Peter, he said, yo, go build my church. And Peter built the Catholic church. 
that's the church he started. That was that's the church. So so any any Christian based religion that isn't Catholicism's it's kind of blasphemy. Just saying. It's not following the rules. <laughs> it's not following the real rules. Makes a lot of people mad. Although, how do you argue with me? It's in the Bible. Go read your book. Go read your book. Tell me my story is not real. And I'll call you a liar. <laughs> hey, honestly, though, honestly, though, lately, lately, I did an episode where I kind of touched in on this about the whole ancient apocalypse thing where like 12,000 plus years ago, the earth was bombarded with meteors and there was like, there was a global reset of life on earth, humanity. And there's an overwhelming amount of archeological evidence that's coming to light through guys like Graham Hancock and oh, what's the dude's name that did Ancient Apocalypse? Uh, Graham Hancock and <sighs> don't have it. You know, we're gonna look it up. There's a computer in front of me. Let's see, ancient. Apocalypse. There we go. Pink. It's by. Wait, Graham Hancock. Okay, so who's the other guy I'm thinking of? Anyway, there's another guy. He's also in the in this series. But anyway, Graham Hancock. Great series. You should really check it out if you haven't. But there's a theory that human humanity hit an advanced stage of civil like civilization possibly on par with where we what we have today but maybe different technology they 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 were like the you know the great pyramids and stuff like that the pyramids across across the globe the monolithic structures it's crazy there's something to it there's something to it there's there's something about uh, highly civilized humans dating much much further back than you know current understood understood history um, can account for, and I kind of think I kind of think because the whole global catastrophe of the meteor meteors and their impact forced the immediate end to the ice age because the planet was just overcome with heat from the uh asteroid is it meteors or asteroid asteroidal impacts i don't know the impact you know what i'm talking about big rocks from space uh, yeah, and that that happening would cause global flooding, and not just the story of Noah. There are a lot 
of uh, apocalyptic flood stories from cult, like just spread over cultures around the globe. Uh-oh. <clears throat> so it makes me think that there's something to that Noah story, but it's not the Noah, you know, it's not the two of each animal on his boat, but maybe it is. Maybe that part of the world, this guy saved two of every local animal. You know what I mean? I can buy that. But if that's the case, then the story, the event, the actual historical event of Noah is even much older than the Bible, uh, you know, what's the word I'm looking for? I don't know if it directly says how long ago, but maybe it does in Bible, in Bible speech. But there's, there's an understanding that the earth is, is younger than the, uh, timeline that this younger Dryas impact theory allows, you know, it's like the earth is 5,000 year old per biblical creationists. Uh, but then science says no much, much older. (laughs) So, and this, this impact thing was 12 plus thousand years ago. So yeah, the Bible does not allow it for that to be a thing, but reality begs to differ. Anyhow, that was a really long tangent for no reason. And I don't remember what I was talking about before that. The exorcist. (laughs) So yeah, play on word, dude. So yeah, the exorcist exorcisms expel demons spiritually. The exorcist takes it a step further and goes just straight up Frank Castle. You call the exorcist when you're confronted by demons that are more than your average priest can handle. Now, our main character is a priest, but he's kind of, he's, he's, He's a bad boy priest in the way of he's nothing but vices. You know what I mean? He he's, he's not a priest because he's a man of, I mean, he's a man of faith by, by, by occupation, you know, he's a demon. He fights demons. So he, the, the understanding of, you know, God and all that thing is very real because it's right there. You know what I mean? Uh, in his demon fighting, but anyhow, I'm spinning off into things I probably should be writing down, but I'm also just kind of spitballing to see if like there's any, see if anybody says, Oh man, that's a really good idea. I heard it on your podcast. We'll see. Uh, so yeah, where was I going with that? Yeah. The exorcist, you call him to physically expel the demon from its host. 
defunct priest, essentially defunct. My idea is he was an orphan raised in a Catholic orphanage. And when he became of adult age, in order to not be uh, cast, kicked out to fend for himself and build, uh, be, be an adult, go, go. You can't stay at the orphanage anymore. You're an adult. Uh, to avoid that, he just became a priest to, because what else? You know what I mean? There, there was there was nothing else. Uh, no other, no other career path uh, that our our main character could see. So he just became a priest out of kind of necessity. But as that being the case, he he's jaded. He he doesn't have a lot of uh, faith in anything, let alone God. And that being the case, he is not one to stray away from vices, you know. Um, not sure what those vices are yet, but I'll figure it out. I don't want to make him like a boozer. I don't because because I'm not a boozer. Um, <clears throat> I don't know. And when I say I'm not a boozer, I, I can't I can't write boozer. Like you know what I mean? I wouldn't be able to really I don't know. But really saying it like that, the only vice he could have that I have an understanding of is well, he'll he'll naturally have to be a cannabis enthusiast. Which I'm wondering if I'm wondering if I could write that into the story somehow where it's like almost, yeah, we'll figure that out. Um, but he also, you know, he doesn't do the church thing. He doesn't, he doesn't have a church or he didn't want, I'm going to have to figure out the, the origin story details leading up. But I think enough to spark interest is he was orphaned, raised, in a Catholic orphanage. Uh, yeah. So given that he's the exorcist, <laughs> uh, his skill set. Okay. Follow me. His skill set. What, how he's able to do this is he trains in MMA. <laughs> like I can write that. I'm doing that now in life. <laughs> so, I think that's really cool. And and it and it and it explains like he did it out of necessity. Because and I got to build this whole you know, uh tradition of the exorcist cuz it has to be one of those mantles that's maybe passed down. You know what I mean? Uh yeah. Cuz I don't believe he can be immortal, uh, but maybe, maybe I can make him somewhat immortal. I don't know. We'll see. Maybe he's got like some sort of witcher thing where like the witcher drinks his witcher juice and becomes like 
monster fightery. Maybe he can do something like that. Huh. Hmm. Anyway, this is not the time to think about this. This is the time to record a podcast. Although, I mean, <laughs> maybe it's entertaining to you. Uh, okay, so anyway, and the last kind of idea that I've had, not the last idea that I've had, for, but where, where, just to give you an idea, further idea, because you already know about ninjas play into this. I'm not going to tell you how the ninjas play into this, but, I mean, you know. Exorcist, ninja, come on, how could they not correlate? Uh, <laughs> I got to write a backstory for it. Okay, so the ninjas are uh, a very, it's one, it's one, what are they, what do they call convent? Yeah, it's one convent, but it's more of a dojo. And these these specific nuns uh, believe in bringing peace through violence. So somewhat like the exorcist, kind of. But I mean peace through violence where uh, they will, like, kind of like missionaries. You know what I mean? Go to a place where... Folks may be like held like in human trafficking kind of like places or whatever. And as maybe not that specifically, but maybe that specifically, you know what I mean? But that's not like necessarily like missionary work. But but if it is like missionary work and they're going to third world countries and stuff like that and they're stop they're like stealthily ninjaing the bad guys to help and save the oppressed, right? That's pretty cool. I like that idea. I like that idea a lot. And of course, the exorcist would be homies with them. They're they're both Catholic based uh violent <laughs> vig not vigilantes, but they're they're like uh I don't know. This this I don't know. I don't know what to call it though. But anyway, you know where I'm going. So every so when you're an exorcist, you have things like a crucifix, holy water, a Bible, maybe some other knickknacks to uh, to expel the demon and scare it off and make it uncomfortable and whatnot. Well, the exorcist doesn't need those things because by the time you get to the exorcist, you you've you've exhausted your normal exorcist. Like a number of exorcists have attempted to free whatever plagued person of the demon they are being possessed by. So once traditional exorcisms fail, the exorcist comes into play and beats, beats the devil out of, out of whoever the victim is. And yeah, <laughs> There's going to be some 
interesting waters to tread there. Clearly, yes. Obviously, our antagonists will all have to be adults because you can't have you can't have this guy going and beating up kids. <laughs> it's just a bad it's a bad look. Um, and I don't like the idea of possessed kids either. You know, I didn't like that about the Exorcist. The Omen was different because the uh, Damien was the spawn of you know evil. Uh, but yeah, possessions of kids, I just I can't get that bug bugs me as a parent. Um, so yeah, they're all be they're all, all the baddies will be adults. So watching them be beaten with an inch of their life will not be unsettling. Too unsettling. Uh. <laughs> and I want it to be like super kind of grindhousey, just very um no punches pulled on the violence. So I feel like a a a mystical weapon, but like a realistic mystical weapon is a, is a fun idea. And I came up with the idea of brass knuckles because what else? I mean, what better weapon for a, a for a guy that his hands are like that's that's what he does. You know what I mean? He doesn't use guns or like I don't know, whatever, what have you. Um, he uses his fist. I guess like all superheroes kind of use their fists, but like when you have like a like a like a very vulnerable kind of uh I guess it would be an anti-hero. I keep thinking the Punisher because the Punisher I really like the idea of Punisher level violence for, with this character. With yeah. I do. I like that a lot. Uh so that's what immediately comes to mind when I think um I think firearms, right? The Punisher. But this isn't this is like this is the Punisher if he only punished with his fists. So, that being said, I really kind of think the best weapon would be brass knuckles. And what can you make these brass knuckles out of? Well, I I is it blasphemous if I say, and it probably is, but I mean, I've already come this far. <laughs> am I, am I gonna, am I gonna, is, is if I go, like if I step an inch further, does it become distasteful? But at the same time, I don't think so. I don't, I don't think so. So what I think the brass knuckles need to be made out of is either, one of two things or maybe both. And I think if I go both, it's more respectful than one or the other. So that's what I'm going to do. The brass knuckles, one brass knuckle is, is that what it is? Singular. Here's a brass knuckle. 
Is that press knuckles? Here are some press knuckles. Yeah, I guess knuckles. The knuckles are actually the the plural there. So yeah, brass knuckles. So one brass knuckles is made from the uh, spear that they they pierced Jesus with. Right? Is that is that crazy? What's that called? It's called something. Let's, let's look it up. Uh, let's see. Spear. You know what? I think it's... Uh, the Holy Lance. That's it. The Holy Lance, also known as the Lance of Longinius, 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 L-O-N-G-I-N-U-S. The Spear of Destiny, or the Holy Spear, is the lance that is alleged to have pierced the side of Jesus as he hung on the cross during his crucifixion. Now, supposedly they have this in... Uh, let's find out where location the relic has never since left Rome and its resting place is at St. Peter's. Okay. So it's at the Vatican, um, which of course, why wouldn't it be there? So theoretically they have this spear and I think if not, definitely not all of it, cause that wouldn't be historically accurate to reality, but maybe a portion of it. Yeah, see, I can't help but hit the microphone stand. Maybe a portion of it was melted down to make one of the sets of brass knuckles. And this is where, does it get too blasphemous if I say that the nails, too, that used to nail Jesus to the cross, those had to go somewhere. I don't think he put them in his pocket when he, you know, ascended to heaven. <laughs> so I'm going to believe much like the spear, they were left here on earth and collected by St. Peter. And eventually once the exorcist became a thing within the tradition of the church, uh, they were also melted down and used. So both pop, 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 three big nails, Maybe if you mixed it with some other, like, I don't know, some other kind of, no, they could be big enough. Yeah. We'll just say that they were big enough to make a set of brass knuckles. Who's going to argue with that? But there you go. That's, that's my idea that I've landed on and I will be expanding upon into... What I hope to turn into a comic book, that'd be really cool. Uh, so we'll see. We shall see. Um, yeah. And I feel like that kind of plays into Fight Club. Skeleton Crew Fight Club. I have, I have been doing MMA. Training a little bit here. Uh, I started training. And... I kicked it off with some uh, gi jiu-jitsu, which was rad. 
But then I started training with my uh, kids, their, their jujitsu coach. Uh, he also coaches adults and stuff like that. But <clears throat> I liked, I liked his, you know, his vibe coaching the kids and, uh, I don't know, just, just our interaction. I was like, okay, diving in to mixed martial arts at 37 is, well, I was 36 when I, when I really, when I started. So diving in at 36 is a little bit like my coach, he's 35. So younger than me. And exponentially just impossibly more uh, accomplished in mixed martial arts than I, I, I am. I mean, I did a, a, a little bit when I was a kid. I did, I, did a, I did a decent amount when I was a kid, actually. Uh, I started before my mother passed away and then kind of eventually quit a few years after, I guess. But I made it to black, brown, and green. I made it to like the fourth belt away from black, which was white, yellow, purple. Yeah, I was right in the middle. So I had uh, progressed five belts or four belts, and I had four more belts to go to get to black belt within that style of martial arts. And that style of martial arts was a mix of different, uh, martial art styles. So essentially it was a mixed martial art before that was kind of like a, um, commonly, practiced and recognized uh, form within itself. I guess it's not necessarily a form. It's a style. It's a style of com- utilizing multiple forms of martial arts. But anyhow, I'm not trying to dissect what MMA is. Um, but no, I, I had experience in practicing uh, a mix of multiple martial arts from a kid, but that, you know, 20 years later doesn't really, I don't know, kind of stuck. Cause, cause in training now, like, you know, you don't forget how to punch. I, I could, I could argue that or kick or, you know, just like the striking techniques or, uh, yeah, the technique of different striking styles like that, I, I don't feel like I lost that um, in my training sessions. Like, you know, my coach didn't tell me well, any of it sucked. Clearly, like, you know, he, he offered guidance and tweaking and stuff like that. But, yeah, I mean, it it, it, was, it was kind of like riding a bike sort of euphemism where you, you never forget how to ride a bike. I strongly disagree. Um, but you know, it wasn't, it wasn't a, an, as an extreme transition from not doing it to doing it as I thought it was going to be at 36. I thought it was going to be like, just, I don't know, 
almost uh, laughable, but I went for it, and I'm glad I did, and it's been cool so far, Um, so we'll see how it goes, but my, I haven't done like a, so I did the gi jiu-jitsu classes, but I haven't done any other formal classes aside from those. I've mostly been doing one-on-one training with um, my coach. And it's really more of like I want to get to a place with him to where I can confidently survive in the classes because the the classes are – I mean, they they do have uh, – they do differentiate, like, beginner classes and advanced classes or all-level classes. Um, but even the beginner classes, like, I took the Gi Fundamentals class and just got ragdolled. <laughs> so uh, – yeah, even even at the lowest levels, it's still in pretty intense. Uh, so yeah, um, but yeah, I'm gonna do. I'm gonna start the formal classes next week on Monday because I've done a few one-on-ones and I feel I feel comfortable enough to, you know to dive into the mix. Um, yeah, it's gonna be cool. It's gonna be sweet. <laughs> I didn't know what I was going to say there. Uh, cause I started thinking about like, man, just actually, actually training myself. It's going to be super beneficial to translate that into, uh, my exorcist character. You know what I mean? Because I could just take my true, my actual real life training and what I'm doing there and just put it on the page because that's exactly what he would be doing. Now, I got to figure out, never mind, it will be just like a standard gym. He doesn't have to tell anybody like, yeah, I'm working on my jujitsu so I can choke demons. <laughs> and and so the, the the brass knuckles too, that won't be the only uh, tool that he has. He'll have more, but that's that's obviously like, you know, like I was saying earlier, somebody who's wet, like who. But again, I say somebody who utilizes their fists as their primary mode of uh, fighting or combat. I mean, every hero does that, so. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. I'm excited though. I'm excited about loads of stuff. And I feel like I kind of do too many of these style like episodes where I give like a rundown of what's going on. But maybe that's cool though too. Cause you know what else to look out for coming down the pipes from uh us here at Leo Legacy. This podcast video thing is really is really gonna it's gonna be beneficial, I think. Hey, look how long my hair is. It's my hair. I used to 
shave the sides like down to the skin. But now it's now it's long and lush. Look at that. It's wild. Going through a whole metamorphosis. Maybe. Maybe not. Um I figured that uh again being Maybe this is like my midlife crisis kind of stuff. I don't feel like I'm in crisis, though. I feel pretty good about self-improvement. Not to say that growing my hair out is self-improvement, but a lot of people, even younger than me, have had to deal with a uh, situation that a lot of men have to face, and that's hair loss. I haven't had to face that. So with how short I was shaving the sides of my head, I, and just kind of like giving myself real, real sketchy haircuts, um, I kind of felt like it was insulting to, to my, you know, brothers in arm. No, that's not a thing. Just fellow man. Guys who couldn't grow hair. I, I feel like it was it was an insult to them to to uh take my lush Portuguese locks for granted. <laughs> so and I had never I've I've always had like, you know, haircuts styled. Well, I, I I went through like a big rockabilly phase for a hot minute. So there was a lot of that. And then growing up, uh, uh, a friend of the family would cut my hair. She had her own salon down in OB and like a very high class joint, a high class establishment. And she would... She would just cut. She would cut my hair for free, and I uh, never had really expressed my appreciation for that. And I will, I will when I see her again at some point down the line. Um, but yeah, so I've always had some sort of like grooming going on with my hair, and then. I got to a point where I just started doing it myself because I got spoiled. I got spoiled by um, not ever having to pay for a haircut growing up and then being like tight with barbers and hairdressers and stuff throughout my life where they'd hook me up with cutting my hair. Um, When I got to a point where I didn't have those connections anymore and I was forced to actually go and pay for a haircut, I was like, I don't want to pay this much. I can do this myself. Couldn't do it myself. Tried to do it myself and really just did what I could. So I had a mohawk for a while. I had a devil lock, but everything resulted in the sides of my hair, my head being like shaved to the skin, essentially. Um, Yeah, and I finally got to a point where I was like, I got to stop doing this. This is just seems wrong now for whatever reason. And uh, I'm still just as not interested in paying for haircuts. So if I'm not going to cut my hair myself, I'm just not going to have my hair cut. I'm just going to grow it out. 
I told my sister that I'm going to keep growing my hair until she's able to cut it because she's a hairdresser, and she laughed. I, I, don't, I don't think she believed me, but I am. When, if and when I do decide to get my hair cut, it will be, I, I will have my sister do it. Hopefully she does a good job. She does a great job on everybody else. But maybe she has like a secret vendetta against me. We'll find out. <laughs> um, is there anything else? I don't know. I mean, there's stuff going on in like our prime timeline with UFC and things of that nature. Hey, you know what? If you're an MMA or a UFC fan you may want to go and subscribe to our Leo Legacy YouTube channel because whenever there's a big pay-per-view fight, I've been able to uh, live stream and then ultimately archive on you know the website and YouTube uh, simulated versions of the, the title, the main cards for the pay-per-views. So... Uh, I, I play PlayStation and I play UFC four and I will do simulated fights, uh, letting, you know, the AI control each fighter and I'll have them fight and we'll see in the simulation, like which fighter wins and see if that holds true to life. And then aside from that, they have a creative fighter mode where I've, created myself in the game and I fight each fighter uh, involved in the pay-per-view um, t- like main card and yeah I think it's pretty cool I'm having fun doing it and I get to talk you know UFC this is pretty neat uh, so I kind of I'm able to avoid the including all that in the podcast because with the podcast I really like to keep it detached from any sort of like true to life timeline so if you listen to this three years from now it theoretically should feel just as fresh you know what I mean I talked a lot about things I'm doing (laughs) in this one. So depending on how I commit to them, uh, or how everything goes in life, maybe this, this will be able to be placed in time, but I didn't reference anything like politically going on or anything like that. So it's still detached from that. I don't know. Is that good? Or should I talk more, more commonplace, not commonplace, but more, you know, real life stuff. I mean, everything I did talk about was real life stuff. It's just real life to me. Maybe not anyone else, which is okay. Cause I live my life. I'm, I'm not living anyone else's. So talk about what you know. And I know my life. Um, yeah. So this is going to be a thing now. The video held up. It really looks like it's going to be a success. Uh, yeah, maybe maybe this works. Maybe we're going to see a lot more of me now on our website, 
leolegacy.com and our YouTube channel. There we go. I'm not, my face isn't in anything else. And this kind of adds, you know, to the vlog and Terry's and the commentaries and stuff like that. Like this adds to that. It's another element. Hope you dug it. More to come. Um, if you want to f support what we're doing, the best way to do that is I'm not, I'm not a Patreon guy. You know what I mean? Like, I don't know, but I do fancy myself somewhat of a graphic designer and I design graphics that ultimately are put on articles of clothing that I would wear myself. So visit our skeleton crew store and get your Leo legacy uniforms because <laughs> that's what they are. It's just things I would wear. So you were adopting my style. Uh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Go pick yourself up some, some cool shirts and whatnot. See, it's not like a, I guess, I guess there are perks that go hand in hand with like things like Patreon. So maybe it is kind of the same thing, but that's not, it's not a subscription. It's, if you feel like it, do it. <laughs> Such an awesome marketer. Uh, and that's at leolegacy.com slash shop. And then social media across all your favorite social medias uh, at Leo Legacy. If you're using Twitter, I'm I'm enjoying using Twitter. I have I have some high hopes for Twitter. Uh, I really want it to become a a a new outlet for content creators. Like if if they are able to get a robust enough video streaming option in the vein of YouTube implemented into the already existing like uh, tweet status update format kind of thing. Um, I really think Twitter could become a game changer. So I'm curious to see, I have a lot of faith. I'm really curious to see where, where things go on Twitter. So I'm spending a lot more time there, but you know, your Instagrams, your Facebooks, your literally everything. Just kind of like look up Leal legacy, L E A L legacy. And there we are, but really just go to leolegacy.com and you can find a pathway to all of it. Our skeleton crew store, our social media outlets, different places to subscribe to the podcast, uh, our commentaries, both cartoon commentaries and now cringe cinema commentaries, the movies, retrospective podcasts, which I want to do more retrospective podcasts. But now with this video element coming into effect, the retrospectives are going to be more interesting introspectives will be more interesting. All of it. All of it minus the watch-alongs. Watch-alongs are still a very uniquely specific format that kind of has to be the way that it is. But I will be finishing or I will be continuing 
on with doing watch-alongs for the Disney animated classics. But now to branch out into other uh, genres that I I love, um, I we've gone ahead and introduced the Universal Studios Monsters collection. So, yeah. When you don't feel like watching a Disney movie, let's watch uh, Dracula. <laughs> That's up. So Dracula's done. Frankenstein's coming up. The Mummy, Bride of Frankenstein, uh, the Wolfman, Creature from the Black Lagoon, and then all their subsequent sequels and trequels and quad quadruples. <laughs> all of it. All of it's to come. Uh, yeah. And New Baby. The, the, the latest, the latest legacy and the last legacy of their generation. So the next generation of, you know, the real legacy will stem from my children because I'm done having children's (laughs) after this guy. Uh, yeah. So cool stuff. Hope you guys dug it. I would. I didn't open, and I'm not going to close with a song that's not the podcast theme because, like I said, I flew. I flew close to the sun with YouTube, and I'm just not interested in being notified of <laughs> copyright claims. Uh, I'm able to, you know, with the cartoons and stuff. Like I take care to make sure that I'm, I'm picking ones that. Uh, if I don't know, are definitely in the public domain. I'm pretty sure, and so far I've been pretty on on you know hitting the nail on the head. So, uh, and I think I'm gonna be able to do the same with these movies. So far, no, nah, I can't say so far so good because I tried it with Dracula and I got in trouble and Snow White. I just wanted to see if I could. You know what I mean? I did really good. I didn't take a sip of anything this whole episode until right now. Hmm. Baby Yoda. Grogu. Oh, which I I look forward to doing watch alongs for the Star Wars. You know, all everything Star Wars eventually too. So much to do. So I better stay alive forever. Um plug the site, plugged all that. Well, yeah. All right, guys. See you. See you on the next one. And in the meantime, go scope out everything else we got on our YouTube and stuff. Subscribe, ding dong bell, all that stuff. Okay. Until the next time, thanks for being a friend and telling a friend.